are tuning in to Red Zone Coffee Talk with your hosts, Tim and Zach. And this week, we have a very special episode because we have a very special guest star, the one, the only, Zach McConnell. Zach, welcome to the podcast. Happy to be here, Tim. Oh, we are so excited to have you. Um, You know, normally, as you know, it's me and uh, Zach Leach, but our other Zach is preoccupied. So we thought, you know what? Let's call an audible. We'll bring in our number one fan uh, on the podcast and hear what he's got to say. So... Uh, Zach, what are you feeling right now? How, what are you, where are your emotions at? Well, I'm, I was pretty pumped when I got the call uh, to, to come on in and um, lend some thoughts to my favorite podcast. But then I, uh, as I'm sitting here now, I'm realizing maybe the only requirement that I had to meet was being named Zach. So um, uh, hopefully, I, hopefully I, I bring some more value to the table. <laughs> yeah, no, I think. I mean, you were the first option, so it just so happened you had the same name. So um, I don't know. I don't know if we know any other Zachs, so that would have been a, a tough, a tough ask. But yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, again, we're happy to have you. It's going to be yeah. a great episode. Um, so to start off, Zach, let's hear what what do you got? Got any uh, uh, hot takes or any takeaways from this last week of NFL football? What do you think, dude? Takeaways from this last week. All I'm saying is I this past week I re-listened to that hot takes episode you guys did a couple back. Maybe that was that last one. I'm not sure whatever that one is, but my hot take of having two two divisions, one from the AFC yes. and one from the NFC, with three teams making the playoff looks better and better with each week. Yes, I'm very much you, so. Yeah, I mean the the AFC has what? Five teams with six wins, and three of them are in the AFC East. Yeah, and that's then, gonna be yeah. That's just it's just yeah. I'm I'm excited to see how the the season goes forward. Um, aside from that, rough rough week to be a Packers fan, man. Oh gosh, like, tell me about it. Yeah, that's a ship that is that I would not want to be on. Yeah, I'll tell you what. The, this is 2022 is the year. Well, the, the 2022 NFL season is the year of like killing, uh, killing veteran quarterbacks. Because yeah. all let's be honest, every veteran quarterback that we were like they're going to kick butt this year has stunk. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, he's been okay, but he's been bad. Tom Brady, Matt Ryan got benched. Um, Russell Wilson has not been as good, um, you know. And so then it's been the year of the youngins because you got Justin Fields right. showing up, Jalen Hurts. Um, even Josh Allen, you know, Tua. And then also the, I guess the journeyman, I mean, Geno Smith um, popping off. Um, yeah. So it's been a, it's been a very interesting year. Yeah. That take, when you gave that take originally, I was like, I could see it, but I think the AFC East, I think is almost a shoe in at this point, unless, it's- unless the jets fall off the rail. Well, actually even no, cause the, I mean the, the Patriots, I don't think, I don't think the Patriots are that good, but there's also, they could, irk out enough wins to make it. I think it's very possible. I think the Dolphins and the Bills are both going to make it. And, I mean, the Jets just beat the Bills, which was insane. Um, yeah, how about Sauce Gardner being the new number one corner in the league? Well, with the, with the name like Sauce, how could you, how could you think hey, any different? Yeah, like, that like, was – Are you kidding me? Yeah, that was, that was crazy. They, we, I remember back in uh, the spring when, when Zach and I did uh, – draft grades we said that the jets had one of the best drafts and i think that's shown i mean with sauce gardner garrett wilson both being with Brees hall before he got injured so they've really uh turned a new leaf i i still don't think zach wilson's the answer there 
Yeah. Um, as cool as he may be, um, I don't think he's the answer uh, at quarterback there. Um, so we'll see what they end up doing. They might be a team. Um, well, I guess the trade deadline's passed now, but if that, you know, who might be in the market for a quarterback this offseason, um, either through the draft or even uh, going to get, like, you know, paying for someone because you got, like, you know, like you might even go after, like, a Jimmy G if, yeah. they, if they would finally let him go. Um, you know, maybe even uh, – I don't know. I'm trying to think of the quarterbacks that were, that were up for uh, – you know, even, like, a, a Gardner Minshew you might be able to – like, not that – not yeah, that he's yeah. gonna be better than Zach, but Wilson just—he seems very inexperienced. So, um, we need, yeah, we'll see. But yeah, I think that's a good one. Yeah, I think the other thing for this week was the Justin Fields um, has been popping off, and he's like the number. I think I think I saw like number three or four like fantasy quarterback right now. Yes, uh, and right. yeah, and it was funny because he didn't start off that great, but just this past week, I mean, he. I mean, he broke the record for uh, – now, they did lose, but broke the record for most rushing yards in a game by a quarterback. It was 178. Um, fields, his stats this week, only 123 passing yards and three passing touchdowns, 178 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. So, I mean, it's interesting because you're, you're looking at – he did that, and he's doing that with um, – Surrounded by Darnell Mooney, Cole Komet, Chase Claypool. Like, not that they're horrible, but he's not, it's not like he's surrounded by talent. His O line's bad and he's playing pretty well. So I think um, I have a really, I have a good feel. I think he's going to be the the best quarterback to come out of that draft class, um, which I don't know if I would have said that last year because I think I, I thought Trevor Lawrence would, but this year Trevor Lawrence hasn't, I don't think it's shown as much as we wanted to. Zach Wilson hasn't been there. Two, I think Davis Mills is probably the second best as of right now um, out of that draft class based upon just how they've played. So, yeah, so it was a, it was a crazy week. Lots of lots of upsets. Um, I mean, we talked about the Jets already upsetting uh, the, the, the Bills. You had the Lions over the Packers, which was an upset, but also like having watched it, it didn't feel like an upset because they just looked, Packers just looked bad. Um, right. And then you had uh, the one thing I learned from this week. I watched, I saw the end of the Buccaneers Rams game. And the one thing that I did learn is that as bad as Tom Brady has been this year, he is still the king of like 30, like final 30 second drives to win the game. I mean, I was like, Tom Brady's going to drive down and win this game. Like, that's just what he does. And he looked like a different player in those last 30 seconds. So maybe they need to like, I don't know, find a way to convince him that every time he's on the field, there's only 30 seconds exactly. left and then <laughs> they can do something. So no, he's, he is, it's, it's, a, it's, it's clockwork to him. He, yeah. he just, and Grant, there's a lot you could say about the Rams defense in that last 30 seconds. I mean, yeah. playing so far off, not guarding the sidelines as they should. And it, but still it's, it it felt I and I'm sure so many fans across the country felt this watching that last drive of Tom Brady. It was just like you knew he was going to go down and score. Like there yeah. was just it just was like there, the amount of times he hasn't scored, you could probably count on one finger. Yeah, on one hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what do you think it is um, about 
uh, either that team or maybe just Tom Brady right now, why do you think the Bucks are such – I mean, they're – I guess to say they're having an off year is tough because they're – it's really sad that they're four and five and they're number one in the NFC South. But what do you think it is like that they're – how are they uh, – why are they not playing as well as maybe they should be? I – yeah, I, I think that there's a – there's, there's a lot of things that you could point to why they're not playing as well as they should be. One, I, I mean, it, it's hard to look at it in, from a pure statistics standpoint and point at Tom Brady. Because um, last I saw, he was second in the league in passing yards at mm-hmm. this time. Um, I think so, yeah. And, like, that's, that's crazy, especially just for how old he is. Yeah, second yeah. in the league with 25 – 2,547 yards. Yeah. Thrown um, 10 touchdowns, and, only one interception. Yes, and that's that's crazy. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's – I think that part of it is to go – to have that coaching change at the beginning of the year. I think that was – that was – that probably plays a little bit more into it than, than we have all realized. Um, yeah. Todd Bowles is a – He's a very good and talented coach, mm-hmm. um, but he is not Bruce Arians. Yeah, uh, and I, I think that I think that Todd Bowles is a great coach, good defensive coach, for sure. But Bruce Arians has is got a way about him that I think is just really meshed well with all those guys on that team. And so I think I think that coaching change had a had a little bit more than than we are we realize at least just watching um yeah yeah i agree i think i think that was a big thing it surprised me um that they would do that but i guess i don't know they had their reasons um i also think that their their run game has severely suffered from last year to this year fournette has just not been as i mean he was pretty dominant um down the stretch these past like you know we had playoff lenny um, for a little bit. So, but this, this year just hasn't been the same in that way. Um, so yeah, uh, I'll be interested to see if they can turn around. I mean, they're first right now. So they're in the playoffs as of right now at four and five, which is right. sad, but it's where we're at right now. So, um, and the last thing, before we get into, uh, kind of our topic for the day, the, it kind of goes along with our topic. We're talking, uh, today. So today what we're going to, we're talking is we're going to imagine a world where Zach and I are the new GMs of some football teams that maybe aren't meeting expectations and say, okay, so what should you do now? Um, now we know trade deadline is over, um, but there's free agency. And what do you do moving forward with the rest of the season and then into the off season? Um, but kind of along those lines, uh, a team we're not going to talk about, but that's it. This place is you have the Colts who benched their starting quarterback. They fired their coach. And this week they hired their new coach. It wasn't a guy on their coaching staff already. Actually, it was former Colts center, you know, Super Bowl champion, all uh, Pro Bowl selection, like I think five-time Pro Bowl selection, Jeff Saturday. The legend um, himself. Yes. Now I love Jeff Saturday. Yes. The guy. Now he is only at the only coaching experience he has is high school experience. Um, so it's a it is an interesting hire. Um. I don't really know what they're trying to do. Um, part of me, have you watched Ted Lasso? Yes. <laughs> okay. So there's part of me, if you don't know what Ted Lasso is, 
yeah. then the you it's a show about a soccer team in England and the the what happens the premise is this the owner hires a old a football coach who's just really got a lot of sayings really good football coach to be the coach of a of a a Premier League soccer team and at first a new thing well in reality they're doing it because she wants the team to suck and so there's part of me that thinks what if they're like Jim Mercer is like listen we need to have a coach but at this point I'd rather just tank and let's get our new like franchise quarterback and let's so they want they went and got their Ted Lasso and Jeff Saturday who is a great guy but he's not going to be a good coach and hopefully they tank and then they get the number one overall pick um, there's part of me that thinks that happened. Did that? I, I don't know. That's conspiracy theory corner, I guess a little bit. Um, so we'll kind of see what happens. Um, but yeah, what do you, why do you think they, they made this decision? Why do you think they hired Jeff Saturday? I think, uh, well, from everything we know about Jeff Saturday, he's a fantastic man who's very capable at leading leading a team maybe not necessarily from a head coach football sense but he's got the personality the charisma Mm -hmm. um i don't know if you read anything about his first meetings with the teams but apparently he did (laughs) it in in the the best way you could yeah Um, I i read some of those yeah and so i i think he's got the personality with it um it's also a very like, like we were saying, like you said, with the, the draft, it's like what the worst that happens is they get a better draft pick. It's like they're still, for the most part, a younger team. Um, they've got some pretty – they've got some good young studs, Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman, um, Alec Pierce, and they their defense is solid. I mean, they've got some older guys on that defense, um, but they – I it it the worst-case scenario is they lose more games. True. Um, so that's what, like you said, like what that just means a better draft pick. Uh, if we're going super, super hot take, um, Jeff Saturday and Peyton Manning are good friends. Um, are, are we thinking Peyton Manning offensive coordinator? Wow. What? Um, as you said, there's been a lot of people interested, a lot of, I mean, that those rumors have flown around, not just, I mean, I being a Broncos fan, we have long wanted Peyton to take over in some capacity. Hmm. Um, and I think some of my favorite, one of my favorite newest um, additions to the Monday Night Football broadcast is the Manning brothers and just yeah. seeing Peyton break down some of those things. I don't think that I, I was just kind of shooting from the hip right there. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, that's um, an interesting take. But really just thinking like, Jeff Peyton Manning and Jeff Saturday are really close or were really close. Colts have, have nothing to lose. And in a sense, it, it kind of, not that you, you want to lose, but it also gives you a little bit of a scapegoat there. Yeah. Uh, You are, they were, you know, pretty heavy favorites or solid favorites to run away uh, with that, um, uh, the AFC South, and then that is very clearly not happening this year. Um, and so I I think there's a lot of different things that could be playing into it, but I, I, it's hard to look at it, especially with this next year's quarterback class and um, some of the other athletes that they have and, and not see the potential for tanking right there. 
Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I see that. I think something that just came to mind. Now I'm I'm checking um I I I'm not sure. I'm trying to find his stats. I'm when did I'm trying to think when Jeff Saturday retired. Because here's my question. Did was Jeff Saturday a center with Andrew Luck? Was he on the team with Andrew Luck? Because what if there have been talks of the Colts said they reached out to Andrew Luck, and they still had Frank Reich at that point? So what if, what if, what if on the off chance here, imagine a world, okay? Jim Mercer calls Andrew Luck, and he's like, Andrew, we need a quarterback. Will you come back and play? And Andrew's like, No, I'm not coming back to play. And they're like, Andrew, come on. And he's like, All right, if you hired Jeff Saturday as your coach, I'll come back to play. Saying that as like a jest. And they're like, okay. And so they said, we want – so they went and hired Jeff Saturday, hoping that Andrew Luck is going to come back and play quarterback for them. Mm. Maybe that's – maybe that's happening. If that happens, then that is the craziest turn of events and they, you, I'm a prophet. But I don't – that's probably not going to happen because I think Andrew Luck is done. Poor guy. That, yeah, um, that feels like a hotter take than my take Peyton Manning. Manning. Yeah, it probably – it's that's a, that's a flaming hot take right there. That's an – that's a uh, that's an FHT FHT baby, <laughs> flaming hot take. We, that's an FHT. So yeah. So we'll, we'll, see, how right. we'll see how Jeff Saturday does. Uh, yeah. But I say, let's hop into uh, our talk for the day. Like we said, we're pretending we're GMs. Um, so I say, let's start off with. Uh, this is going to be a sore subject uh, for my co-host, but we're going to start off with the Denver Broncos. Uh, <sighs> If you didn't know, Zach here is a Denver Broncos fan. Um, and I think if we want to talk a team who has not lived up to expectations, you got to start, I think, with the Denver Broncos. Um, and yeah. and I know it's I, – I mean, I, I at the beginning of the season, I said, hey, am I, I'm picking MVP candidate. I'm going to go off the wall. I'm going to say Russell Wilson. He can do it. And it's been very wrong so far. So um, so here's the, here's the situation, okay? John Elway, he, uh, um, he gets COVID, lethal case is gone, okay? They hire – so John Elway's out of the picture. You and I get hired. We're the new owners slash GMs of the Denver Broncos. So, Zach, what do the Denver Broncos need to do moving forward to turn things around either this year or in the years to come with what they've got? Well, uh, actually, the – Denver Broncos GM is George Payton. Ah, uh, so, but John Elway has a lot of say in it, right? Right, right. Yeah. I, okay. I, I so, so. Yeah. so both of them, the John Elway got the Rona, and it took him out. George Payton um, was uh, visiting the Grand Canyon and took one step, one wrong turn, and ended up at the bottom. So they needed a new owners and GM, and they hired us. So what are you doing? I that. There's a lot here. Um, I, I I was really pumped when you when you were uh, asked and kind of gave me the prompt for this week's episode of coming in and being a GM of some struggling teams. Because um, you know you know my resume um, of the leading the our our fantasy league right now. Put together a pretty good team with that. Yeah. Um, and then I, I took a, a two and two and fourteen New York Giants team on Retro Bowl. 
um, to the the the, the, uh, the Retro Bowl. Um, yes. The the Retro Bowl Cup. Year. So we were able to able to turn around quick. Um, but I think I this has been a very disappointing year from being a Broncos fan, and I there's there is so much that to work through. Um, thankfully, I mean you they to to acquire Wilson, you gave up a lot. Yeah, uh, and that has not paid off. Um, giving up first and second round picks from 2022 and 2023. And I don't think it was 2024, was it? I don't think it was. I don't think so. I think it was these next two years. Yes. Like so, last year um, and this year. That's right. That's right. So um, so at least at least after this next year, you're, you're kind of back with the – you're back, back kind of even. Um, but even then, giving up – giving up my uh one of my favorite players um drew lock um shelby harris noah fant trading away some some of your solid core there to acquire this quarterback and then you extend him five years 245 million with about a 49 million against the cap uh per season um and so in a sense george payton sold tied it he, sold everything and tied himself to Russell Wilson. So mm-hmm. as Russell Wilson goes, so the Broncos will go for the next couple of years. Cause you can't just get rid of that guy um, and get rid of that contract. So with that, I, I think I liked the, while I loved Bradley Chubb, I, I thought the trade was with Miami was fantastic. Acquiring yeah. that first round draft pick. Um, it's the 49ers draft pick. So it'll probably be a mid to late teens, maybe early twenties pick mm-hmm. um i'm not not sure who who you target uh there um some of the some of the things i've been seeing um some of the uh the, the potential picks I, I i would think there is i think if you can get a top o lineman you go a line there okay um, and, and really, I mean, if we look at a lot of the success Seattle had with Russell Wilson, now granted, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a different different system in Denver. A um, lot of that success hindered or started with running the ball well. Mm-hmm. And so I think with Javante Williams, um, I think that you got your RB2 going forward and Chase Edmonds. Um, and then you've got some other younger guys, Mike Boone, um, some some guys on the practice squad that that may be able to make a leap going forward, um, but I think I think the first thing you've got to do is kind of take a lot of this pressure and heat off Russell Wilson. Um, he's been the center of a lot of attention, a lot of negative attention ever since he, uh, really ever since the season started and came to Denver. Um, I I can't mention I'm a Broncos fan anywhere without hearing "Let's ride." Or, <laughs> Broncos country, let's ride. Any of any of that, and it, it's starting to make me sick a little bit. Um, but I, I think the the more pressure you can take off of Russ and just let him ball, the the better you are. Defense is playing fantastic. Um, they, I I, I think O line, you you've got to address O line um, and est- help Russ establish that run game. Um, mm-hmm. Let let him loose. Um, obviously, I mean they. They lost Tim Patrick, their yeah. uh, one of their their stud ride receivers to, uh, I think it was ACL tear, um, at the beginning 
uh, near the beginning before even the season even started. Yeah. Um, so if you have an opportunity to draft a young stud at a, at a wide receiver position in that first round, cause there's a lot of good, there's a lot of really solid wide receivers in this draft as well. Um, maybe you look at that. Um, but I, I, with Denver, I, they are tied to Russell Wilson for these next couple years. You've, you've got to surround him and protect him as, as best you can. And really, I think that also comes back to just that, that I don't know who you hire as a head coach, but Hackett isn't cutting it right now. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's where I'm at. There's an argument to be made of continuity and how that would be helpful. Um, and I think you've seen a little bit of improvement as it's gone on, um, but there's there's been just far too many mistakes to to for him to be leading. Uh, a team and a fan base that expects a success like the Denver Broncos. Do. Yeah. And yeah. so I, I, I think you get, I think firing Hackett, hiring Peyton Manning um, and making sure Jeff Saturday doesn't take Peyton from you. <laughs> um, but no, I, so I, I think coaching change. And then I love that, that uh, trade to get another first round pick. And I think there's a lot of ways to, a lot of places you can go with it, but yeah, you got to, you you gotta set Russ up to succeed, and there's an argument to be made. You have not done that so far, yeah, or as well this year, especially from a coaching perspective. Yeah, no, I agree. I think I think that's very true. I think yeah, coaching wise, I think that's my first thing. I just think sometimes guys are really good coordinators, but they're not good head coaches, and some transition, some don't. For example, Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson was a great OC with the Bengals. I mean, he made Andy Dalton look like a generational talent, and the guy is a redheaded quarterback in Louisiana now. So, um, you know, and then he became the head coach of the Browns, and for some reason we paid him for three years, and he won two games, I think, maybe one game. Um, so, yeah, sometimes – and that's okay to admit. I, For me, when I like a head coach, what I value out of a head coach is strong leadership and, like, a culture that you create. So a guy like I know Frank Reich just got fired from the Colts, but I think Frank Reich is a good coach. I like, I think he's a good leader. I think he, yeah, the Colts have had a bad season, but he has led them well um, overall. And so I think he's the type of guy that could come into a situation like that and help lead it. Um, yeah. So I think you, you could be wise to go get him. Um, he could be someone. I think you could even go talk to the Steelers and you could pull uh, Brian Flores and have him because he, is not far removed from, I mean, we're talking the Dolphins are one of the top teams, but he's kind of the one who started turning that train around, you know, and yeah. I know the things with Tua was where the problem were at, but everything else on that team, he was kind of the, the spearhead behind turning that around. You know, he helped get Jalen Waddle. Um, you know, the O-line that they have, he helped build that. The defense, majority of the defense they have, uh, he helped build that. So he is a good coach. Um, I think it sucks that he's kind of been like, thrown out with the bathwater because of all that and all the different things that have happened since. But I think he's still a very solid coach. Um, so I think you have a lot of opportunities out there that you could go after that would be good choices. Um, you know, so yeah, I think starting there would be big. Um, and yeah, when it comes to the team, I mean, right at this point, you got to attack the draft, um, yeah. you know, um, because we can't trade now, um, at least until for a little while, but 
Um, yeah, I mean, like you said, you it's not even that whether you want to be tied to Russell Wilson or not, you are. Yeah. And so at this point, and also it's way too early to say, oh, we got to give up. Because again, Russell's in a whole new system. Like, I mean, you think, I think back to when Tom Brady first went to the Bucks. his first, the first half of his season was bad with the his first season. And, and we were all like, oh, what's happened? But I mean, they, they still have to learn a whole new system. Like, yeah, they're good. But sometimes in learning a whole new system, like he was really good in Seattle, but also he was with Pete Carroll the whole time. So the system never changed. And he ran the system. He got, he, it was, he was leader. Now he's the leader, but he's got to learn a whole new system and you've got guys who have been there. And so it's just, it, yeah, I think there's some growth. Um, so I think, um, yeah, just have to, I think patience would be the other opportunity, which is a weird virtue to speak of when it comes to NFL, because no one has patience, but I think that's ultimately what you're going to have to do. Um, cause the defense is pretty good. I mean, you have a lot of salt, I mean, with Sertan, and um, the with uh, the uh, arising of um, Baron Browning, um, and uh, oh, who was the other guy? Um, oh, and Randy Gregory has been playing well, um, you know. And then uh, you have still have Justin Simmons. Like, there's um, a lot of solid pieces on the defense. So yeah, I think addressing O line, obviously, that's always a big thing. Um, so. Yeah, so I think I, there's not a ton of changes that I would say to make right now. I think patients need to wait and get a new head coach. Um, that's what I think. So, yeah, yeah. I never thought about Peyton Manning. I didn't. I'd never heard about that. But that would be that wouldn't be bad. It'd be an interesting one. I don't know if they'd be able to pull him, but yeah, I don't. I don't know either. I I'm very hopeful. <laughs> but yeah, I but it might be nice because you could if he let's say he became the coach there. It was pretty good. Then you're pretty much set with quarterback for the next like 37 years because you have Russell Wilson. By the time Russell Wilson's contract is up, you can just get Arch. Yeah. Because he'll be ready to graduate college. And at that point, he can't go anywhere except his uncle's team. So, um, you know, his uncle has to draft him. So, right. um, Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty good. So we'll see. So we'll see what the Broncos do. I, I have a feeling Hackett will get fired. Um, We'll see what they end up doing there and we'll see the other changes they make. Uh, so, all right, next up, let's see. All right, so next situation. Um, there has been uh, a, a tragedy in Wisconsin. Uh, someone accidentally dumped poison into the cheese packing facility and the GM, Brian Gutekunst, accidentally ate some bad cheese and died. So the GM position at the Green Bay Packers is open, and they hire you and me. So, Packers, team that has also been severely underperforming. Uh, I think we can say right off the gate, the change that needs to happen is they need a wide receiver. Oh, my gosh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so what are you what, – how, how do they go about that? I, I mean, they, they are primed if, – if the trajectory continues throughout the rest of their season – which their their schedule is not an easy schedule. Um, yeah, they play. They still have to play Cowboys, Titans, Packers, or uh, Eagles, uh, Dolphins, and the Vikings, um, as well as the Lions again. Um, which we all we we know how that game went this past weekend. Um, they they are they are primed for a a much better draft pick than they have had in years past. Yeah, um, obviously, Aaron Rodgers. 
you can never fully count Aaron Rodgers out unless it's the playoffs. Um, at that point, you can you can pretty much count them out for a, a first round exit or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, but Aaron Rodgers could pull it together. Um, he's got that capability. He's always had incredible arm talent. Um, but you, especially if you're committing to Aaron Rodgers next year, which I I think for the sake of the team you you, you have to. You've got to get him a number one wide receiver. Um, so whatever that looks like, if that's the um, Jackson Smith Nig- uh, Nigba, whatever his Nigba. name is, um, Nigba. from uh, Ohio State, um, uh, Quinton Johnson from oh TCU, yeah. Um, th- there's there's a lot of a lot of studs in this draft pick to go, and I. I think what you have to worry about with the Packers is they, they, they've got a – they are not the best drafting team. Um, they I, – I feel if – I'm, if I'm remembering correctly over the past couple of years, they, they've, they've drafted several players that people thought were reaches. Um, and granted, they, they've turned out to be fine players, but the, the game of the NFL draft is, is you draft – like it's it's all about value. Yeah. Um, and so there's there's been times when when I mean Jordan Love, people thought that was a wild pick. Um and and I as think, right now it's shaping out to be. But. Yeah, as it is, yes. And so I think there's there's a lot of I, I, I'm nervous if I'm a Packers fan that you are gonna you're gonna reach for somebody and fall that your your GMs are gonna fall in love with somebody. Um, and it's just, it's not going to pan out cause you haven't had that happen over the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, so aside from wide receiver, their O-line struggling. I know that they've had some injuries, um, and David Bakhtiari is just kind of coming back and kind of in and out a little bit with their, um, and defense hasn't played to a full potential. Um, yeah. but you're also, you're putting so much pressure on Aaron Rodgers and, You've got Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. Now I own AJ Dillon in fantasy, um, and so I'd, I'd love to see him get some more touches. <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> but you've got you've got a couple you've got several studs across your team, and it you're just you're hindered by the fact you don't have that stud wide receiver that's just a constant threat. Mm-hmm. And so I yeah I think that wide receiver is that's a that's a must have, and I'm not sure who the um, free agents this next year are going to be um or who some who are some people that you could potentially see moving around a little bit um but it, it's it's hard to go from Devonte adams to anyone else yeah no very true yeah i i mean i think here's here's what i'm i'm thinking i mean right now i know odell packers are one of the de- possible destinations for odell um that would be, I think, very good for their offense. Odell, when healthy, I mean, is is probably a top 10 receiver, if I'm being honest. I mean, we saw what he was doing last year with the Rams. I mean, he was, he was electric. I mean, we haven't seen that since the Giants days. Um, right. So I think, I, I think that's a possibility. He wants to go to a contender. And even though the, the Packers might not be, like, have the best record right now he could help make them a contender so i think that would be big uh for them um 
So that's that's one option I could see uh, happening there. Um, so I'm going to get Odell. Um, if not, I also think there's a if they don't sign Odell and things go worse and they get a, like if they end up with a high draft pick, they have a bad record. I think there's a very real possibility that Aaron Rodgers retires. Yeah. Um, and at that point, then you're then lots of things open up because then you're like, okay. Well, now we're at the point where, like, I think if you have a bad record, Aaron Rodgers retires, and you're in the top five, like, I think you you should go after a quarterback at that point. Because I'm like, I think Stroud, Young, or, um, you know, either Will Levis or Hendon Hooker are better choices than than Jordan Love at this point. And so I think you need to – you're like, you know, unless you're just throwing in the towel and waiting another season, but there's not too often that you're going to – the Packers are at that high of a pick. And there's going to be a quarterback available. So I think I could see that possibly if the Rodgers will retire. Um, so, yeah. So I, I think that's very real. Yeah. Um, O-line's bad. Has been playing great. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, Aaron Jones is having a mediocre season. I'm surprised he hasn't been as utilized. But I think it's almost – it's kind of a balance between not that he hasn't been as utilized, but that – the O line play just hasn't been as good. Um, right. So yeah, Rogers just doesn't look the same right now. I mean, he he is he's still insanely good. He's Aaron Rodgers, but he just I mean he hasn't looked uh, like the same player, which is unfortunate. Right. Um, but um, let's see statistically right now, Aaron Rodgers he's thrown for two thousand ninety one yards, fourteen touchdowns, seven interceptions so far. Um, and he ha- he's been sacked 18 times. Um, I wonder that might be the most in the league. Is that, that that's very possibly? Yeah, Matt. I know Matt Ryan's still up there. Matt Ryan was sacked a lot too. That's yeah. very true. Um, so he, he might still be leading the. Uh, the Matt league. Ryan was sacked 24 times, but yeah. but still that. But 18 times. I mean, Aaron Rodgers that's has been sacked that many times in a long, you know, for. For comparison, another guy, I mean, Tom Brady has been sacked 14 times. Joe Burrow, okay, Joe Burrow's been sacked 30 times, so we won't. <laughs> poor, poor Joe, oh my gosh. Uh, isn't that what they were, uh, isn't that the one thing they were trying to address this offseason? Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, oh my gosh, that guy's going to die. Joe Burrow is the next Colt McCoy. You've heard um, it here. Um, yeah, so I think... And defensively, I mean, I don't know. I, I, Quay Walker has been a good pick. He's played pretty well. Uh, he's probably – he's been like the lone bright spot. Um, yeah, I think in all reality, I think what, what has happened is – what has happened to the Packers has almost been a long time coming. Yeah. Uh, because they've had Devontae Adams. And so they have not – they have not – they have not drafted a receiver in the first round in – I don't. I can't tell you the last time they did, but it's been a very long time. And not only that, but we've said they need another receiver almost every year. I mean, for the past probably five years, we've said that, and they still won't do it. And because Devontae Adams was bailing them out, he was. I mean, playing as the number one receiver, and which, understandably, I mean, he was insane. Him and Aaron Rodgers together were unstoppable. And so, but the problem was, I think everyone else in the world knew you're not going to have Devontae forever because you're not going to be able to pay him or he's going to leave. So why why would you not 
Yeah, I just think it's been a long time coming. They, I mean, even last year, like when you hit the draft last year, you knew you weren't going to have Devontae Adams. You had two first-round picks. Two first-round picks. And I'm pretty sure uh, I'm going to have to, I, like, yeah, I, it, don't get me started. It's just, it's very frustrating. But I mean, in terms of first round receivers, like, I think they were, I think they picked, hold on. I need to see there where they picked it. I'm pulling up as well, just to. They picked 22 and 28. Okay. Uh, which at, at that point, you already, Drake London was gone, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Jamison Williams, Jahan Dotson, Traylon Burke, Burks. So at, at that point, you your, your top dogs were picked. Yeah. Um, now, granted, there you could you could have made an argument, and both both of their picks I think have played well. Devontae Wyatt, that D tackle from Georgia at twenty eight, and then Quay Walker, the linebacker from Georgia at twenty two. Mm-hmm. Both played fairly well, and I think would be solid pieces forward. But those two picks you could easily package to move up to to draft a Traylon Burks or a someone along those yeah. lines. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's just surprising that they didn't do that. You know. There's just no prior it's it just wasn't a priority. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which again, they they've reached in the past and so I you know, in some sense props to them for just letting the the cards kind of fall to them and maybe trying to see value. Uh, but, but yeah, it, yeah, they've been, they've been leaning on that Rogers Devonte Adams connection for, for way too long. And now that that's gone, they, they, they're falling apart. Yeah. Now the other thing is they did take, they took Christian Watson, but I'm pretty sure whoever they took after Christian Watson, I don't remember. There was someone that got taken after Christian Watson that has played better than Christian Watson. Yes. Has. Romeo dubs. I Romeo, yeah, Romeo Dobbs has played well too. Dobbs, yep. Um, but there was another like I from a someone got drafted to another team that has um, in the second round. I don't um I don't remember off the top of my head. Um I'm trying to think of receivers that um Wondell Robinson at the Giants hasn't been yeah. Bad. Yeah. I don't. That's not. Twycon, uh, Thornton, from. Uh, from Patriots maybe. George Pickens is that. George Pickens. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. And Alec Pierce. Yeah. So yeah. Pickens is the one that I'm. I mean, I know Drew was out, but like he's shown to be good, and that's not. You can't be surprised by that. Right. Like, so that's where I'm like you. You still could have gotten a guy, and you went and got Christian Watson, who, again, it's early, but I don't know. Yeah, so we'll see. I think I think the Packers are finally paying their dues for their failure to draft a receiver, and we'll see what happens. It might cost them losing Aaron Rodgers, and now the Packers are. I can't tell you. I don't. I, ever since I've been alive, the Packers have always been good. So yeah, it, it's a new era. Um, it's so. Weird. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Um, all right. Well, last team 
we got um, is the Oakland Raiders. Now, is Mike Mayock still the GM there? I believe so. Let's see. No, no. he's not now. It's Dave uh, Ziegler. Okay. Yes. Well, Dave Ziegler, um, tragically in Vegas, did too many slot machines, was caught counting cards, and the mob took him out. So, um, need a new GM for the Vegas Raiders, and they hire Zach McConnell, Tim Smith. So, first question that I have for you concerning the Raiders moving forward. Do they need to move on from Derek Carr? I, as a Broncos fan, I think the Raiders are doing great. Um, <laughs> I, I uh, understandably, yeah, I, I love their uh, their the the three seventeen point leads that they've squandered this year. Yeah, um, those have been uh, a lone bright bright spot in uh, my uh, football watching on Sundays. Um, is getting being able to cheer for those comebacks. Yeah, um, <laughs> I. I think the Raiders need to move on from a lot of people. Okay. Um, to be successful, I think, I think Derek Carr is, in terms for a rebuild, for a rebuild, I feel like you you've got to stick with Carr for a little bit. Um, I think there's too many other pieces that you, that the Raiders just do not have. That if you if you draft a rookie QB. Um, and throw him to the fire. That's a it's a very special player that's gotta gotta step into that situation and do well. And I I I think I I I like the thought of drafting somebody and trying to have them develop a little bit behind Carr. I know Carr might not be as on board with that, mm-hmm. um, but but throwing a rookie quarterback to the to the fire like that. Um, especially when you're playing teams like Kansas City twice a year and the Chargers twice a year and um, the Broncos and not that the Broncos belong in that same conversation as the Chargers or the Chiefs, but just you're you're playing these you're you're playing a very tough schedule each year. Yeah. Yeah. And so I I think you you've got to one, you've got to draft. You've got to be able to draft Yeah, they've sucked at that. And in in fact, you know, there's an argument to be made. They they should think about taking the uh, the Rams strategy of just saying f the picks and just trading them away because that's by, yeah, they're really bad. They I was they have not yeah. struck good on a pick in a long time. <laughs> yeah, when well, they they released Jonathan Abrams um, recently, that was either yesterday or today, and he was a first round pick. He's there for yep, and their their only first round pick still on their roster is Josh Jacobs. And granted, he's he's playing phenomenal this season. He's mm-hmm. he's had a fantastic year, um, but just you you cannot be a competitive football team in this league and squander those first round picks like they have. Yeah, um, the Rams not not that you have to draft players with it necessarily because the Rams have Rams proved last year. Uh, there's there's value to be gained by training those away, uh, but they still they still got value from those picks. And the Raiders have essentially had um, five at least five years of no value from their first yeah. round. 
I mean, you talk about Clellan Farrell. Yes. Um, was bad. Alex Leatherwood has been bad. Uh, Jonathan Abram, uh, bad. Um, who else was Colton Miller a first round pick? I'm not sure. I don't know if he was or not. Uh, but yeah, I mean, but right there, I mean, if you hit yeah, goal, hmm, he was. Yeah, is he still on the team? I don't believe so. No. Well, no. whatever it is, they've like that's. I mean, we're talking a D end. And they, they, at the end, that was he was the number four pick. Like, not just a first-round pick. He was, like, number four, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I could be wrong. I he might, But it was, I mean, still first-rounder. But, like, Leatherwood, there were still other guys on the board. Um, like, yeah. um, let me see. Clellan Farrell. Yeah, they declined their fifth-year options on all of their first-round picks. Um, yeah, so yeah, I think they need to get more. They need to get value out of their first round or out of their draft picks, yeah. whether that's trading them away or not. They need to get value out of them. Um, and I think, first of all, I think you're talking about things. I think the offensive line is an issue. I mean, their O line um, right now is bad. Let me see. Their O-line right now, here's what we got. Uh, all right. Um, our starters on the O-line, pretty sure. Uh, Colton Miller is there. Dylan Parham hasn't been bad. Um, I think Andre James. Uh, John Simpson. I don't even know who. Like some of these names I don't even know. So, like, that's what, like, the fact that I don't even know half of these names yeah. um, tells you I it's not great. So, yeah, they need to address O-line if they're, if they want to even ever do anything. Um, so, and because they, I mean, offensively, outside of their, like, Derek Carr has shown flashes of supposedly being an MVP. Maybe those are overreactions, but he's shown those flashes. They have, like, they have arguably at times the number one receiver in Devontae Adams. They have one of the best slot machines in Hunter Renfro. Right. They have one of the most athletic tight ends in Darren Waller. They have Josh Jacobs. So on paper, this team should be insane, but it's not. And so I think, yeah, O-line. And also, in my opinion, and maybe you'll share this opinion as a Broncos fan, um, I think Josh McDaniels is a not a head coach. Yeah, I I've never been a fan of McDaniel's ever since he uh, he was the Broncos head yeah. coach back in the. the I will season. say the one way if they want success as McDaniel's the only way McDaniel's has only ever had success as a coach with one as a head coach with one quarterback. Do you know who that quarterback is? Tom Brady. No, no, as a head coach when he was a, head, a head, coach. head coach. Yeah. Um. Head coach. So he was head coach for the Broncos. Only yes. ever had real success for with one quarterback. Kyle Orton? Nope. <laughs> Who? Who are Tim you? freaking Tebow. <laughs> Tim Tebow is the only quarterback who has had success under head coach Josh McDaniels. So maybe – I don't know what that means, but I think their only hope is either A, fire Josh McDaniels and get a real head coach, or B, you need to go get Tim Tebow 
off the preaching, off the pulpit, take away his message Bible, put him back on the field. Get, uh, um, get God back on your side in Sin City. Is that amen. what you're saying? Amen. That's the problem right there. Um, yeah. In all seriousness, Joshua Daniels, I just don't think he's a head coach. I don't think he – I think he's a great offensive coordinator. Again, same thing that we talked about with Nathaniel Hackett. Great offensive coordinator. Worked great with Bill Belichick. But I just don't think he's a good head coach. And um, and so I think you need uh, someone else. So I think I think they're going to move on from McDaniel's. Uh, well, actually, no, they're not. I know they're not. They said they've committed to him for at least two to three years so that he can get his guys in there, you know, and his system in. So we'll see some more McDaniel's in Sin City for the next few years. But um, even still, yeah, I think that's a big problem. And then defensively, I mean, they have some. They have pieces. Max Crosby is really good. Mm-hmm. Um. Their their secondary is pretty weak. Yeah, um, that's probably where their their problems lie, and so that's probably the other outside of O line. The other need that needs a that must be addressed is the uh, the secondary with the Raiders. So I think, yeah, going after um, in the draft, maybe through uh, some trades, or you know, I hate to say, like I don't know if the Broncos are going to get Justin Simmons back, but that's a guy who. Might even be possible. I don't know if you'd like it if he went over oh. the, the Raiders, but <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah, why'd you say that? I just saying it's it might be it might be something that could happen. Yeah, no, but I I I think if you're the Raiders and if you're a Raiders fan, one screw you. Uh, two, I feel bad <laughs> for you. Um, three, you the I, I don't see any way that the Raiders I, – I, realistically, they have to go into a rebuilding mode. Mm-hmm. Your your stars and your, your studs – like, you, you do not have a ton of young studs. Um, and part of that is because they cannot draft successfully. But you, you don't have a ton of young studs to be able to swing for the fences and compete with the Kansas City. Um, Den- Denver's doing that, and they they are they have swung and they've swung hard, and you could argue they've missed at this point. But like for for the next couple years, there it's going to everyone's been chasing Kansas City for a long time. Um, but but Denver loaded up with Russell Wilson, and they are going to ride Russell Wilson chasing Kansas City. Chargers, probably a one of the most. On paper, one of one of the best looking teams in the NFL, and just have not necessarily played to it. And I know there's been injuries and stuff like that, and it's hard to hard to win games when you don't have your top two, um, and you you top two of the top twenty uh, NFL receivers and Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. Um, mm-hmm. But they the the Chargers are not necessarily in a win now, but they are with. Justin Herbert, you you are kind of clicking the or the clock's ticking. Uh, you you gotta surround him with people as to not waste these prime years of him and to to keep him from getting hurt all the time. The the Raiders, on the other hand, if if I'm the Raiders, I I feel as if you've got to embrace a little bit of a a rebuild. Um, mm-hmm. Don't have the guys to be able to keep up with those teams. Um, 
and yeah, I and part of this may just be a the Broncos fan coming out in me and just wanting wanting them to <laughs> to not be good. To not be good. <laughs> but just you you've gotten I mean, Patrick Mahomes isn't going anywhere, Justin Herbert's not going anywhere, Russell Wilson's not going anywhere for better or for worse. Um and and yeah, so I, I think if you can rebuild, get some of these young guys on rookie contracts, um, and we'll see what kind of people Josh, what, what are the guys Josh McDaniels wants to bring in. Um, but I, I think there's an opportunity here a couple years down the line um, to, to really have a window, especially when, when uh, Chiefs are paying Mahomes so much. Herbert's going to get a good deal. Um, yeah. So I, I think there's an opportunity to be had, uh, mm-hmm. but just not anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, so we'll see if we'll see if the uh, GMs of these teams listen to us. Um, Cause we all know they listen, they tune in each week. Uh, we'll see if they listen to us or if they do something even dumber. Um, so we'll see what happens. We'll see how right we are. Um, so yeah, we might return to this maybe on another episode, talk about some other teams. I think it's fun concept. See, but, um, yeah, so we'll see what happens. But, uh, before we close out, we got to do, uh, our picks for this week. So, um, Zach, as, uh, you know, here's how we do picks. Uh, we're going to, we pick by the spread. So we'll go through each matchup real quick. Um, and you don't just have to pick the way you want to pick the spread. So, um, how that works, um, I think you do you know how the spread works. Yes. Oh, okay, yes. good, sweet. So I don't have to explain it. You're good. So uh, yeah, so we'll start uh, Thursday night football. We have a barn burner: uh, the Atlanta Falcons and the Carolina Panthers. Falcons are favored by three points. What are you thinking? I I am going Falcons again uh, here, second time in three weeks. Um, aside from PJ Walker's incredible throw at the end of that game two weeks ago. Um, I, yeah. And I mean, I guess there's, there's some thought here with, uh, with the uh, switching back to Baker. Baker looked a lot more efficient um, than PJ Walker did last week. Uh, but I'm, I'm riding the Marcus Mariota train. Heck yeah, baby. And uh, I'm, I'm roll. in a Falcons to cover that spread. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I'm going Atlanta Falcons there too. I Panthers are bad. Can't change it. So, They'll get a new quarterback in the spring. Um, all right. Well, we got a 9.30 a.m. game this week. First uh, first game in Germany. Or I don't know if it's the first game ever in Germany, but game in Germany. Uh, we have the Buccaneers playing the Seahawks. Uh, Bucks favored by two and a half points. I know for me, I'm going Seahawks here. Um, I think the Seahawks are going to win this game or at the very least cover that spread uh, because I don't think the Bucks are that good. And I don't know if they're going to be able to stop Kenneth Walker and the – I guess good Geno Smith now. So yeah, I'm going Seahawks. I'm I'm going Seahawks as well. Their their defensive studs are playing out of their mind. Um, I think Tom Brady's going to add to that one pick he's thrown all year. Um, okay. And I I see the Seahawks controlling the clock with Kenneth Walker, um, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers having to throw the ball a lot to try to keep up. Um, and I, I don't think they're going to be able to. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, we have Browns versus the Dolphins. Dolphins favored by three and a half points. What are you thinking? I'm riding Nick Chubb. Um, <laughs> All righty. I love that's, that's watching awesome. Nick Chubb play. Um, and I I think Nick Chubb takes these these those Cleveland Browns um, those brownies to victory right there. Oh man, that is that is great. Um, you know that's where I'm going. I have so far this season always picked the Browns, and I've told Zach every week that I will never go against my boys. So I'm picking the Browns. Um, I'm surprised that it's only a three and a half point spread. I was expecting more, but maybe after last week's showing against the Bengals, they are two weeks ago. They're giving us more props for our defense. So we'll see. But yeah, so I'm hoping we could take it. Taking down the Dolphins would be big. Um, it would give us actually some hope uh, moving forward. Um, so we'll see. But yeah, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going Browns. Um, we'll see if that benefits me or kicks me in the butt. Um, all right. Uh, Titans and Broncos. Titans favored by two and a half points. I, I got to go Broncos here. Um, yeah. I, I just, I can't pick against against my team um and i think we see a little bit of a a uh bounce back game um getting chase edmund involved um and Corlin sutton i think makes a little bit of a resurgence and yeah so i i I think there were some good things to see at the end of the jaguars game um the broncos jaguars game in london um and i think i think broncos come out top out here Although I would start Derrick Henry in fantasy. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm trying to figure out. I think uh, is um oh why can't is, is Ryan Tannehill going to be back or no? I think that's the question for me. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Okay, Ryan Tannehill. He's questionable. Um. Hmm. Limited in practice. I mean, I think if if Willis is playing again, I think I'd go Broncos. Because um, at some point, only running the ball with Derrick Henry, someone has to figure out how to stop it. But Tannehill at least gives them some sort of po- uh, posture at quarterback and poise. Um, I love Malik Willis. He's just not there yet. Um, so... I'm going to go as a Tannehill's play, and I'm going to take the Titans. Uh, I hate to do it, but I think, yeah. So, all right. Uh, next up, Saints versus Steelers. Saints are favored by two points. What are you thinking? I'm uh, a <clears throat> – I think that – Andy Dalton goes down in the first, and Taysom Hill. Wow. Um, takes them to victory. Okay. But they do not cover the spread. Oh, okay. I don't know where that came from. There's no statistics to back that up, <laughs> or any sort of rational thought. I'm just, it, yeah. I'm trying to see: Is Jameis Winston possibly coming back this week? There's a chance he might be coming back. Well, then, if, if he's coming back, then uh, Andy Dalton goes down, or 
Jameis Winston goes down, and then Andy Dalton goes down. And, and then Steelers the victory. So you're taking Steelers on the two-point spread? Yes. All right. I think I'm going to agree with you. Not because I think the not because I think of that was going to happen, but I just don't think the Saints are good. I don't think the Steelers are good either. But I like the. I think there's more fun with the Steelers. So yeah, I, um, I want. I want to give. I'm gonna give a shout to Kenny Pickett. So, all right, Bears and Lions. Bears are favored by three. I'm going Bears. Um, I would love to pick the Lions because I'm a Lions guy. Love Dan Campbell, but the but Justin Fields has been playing good, and I think uh, I think the Bears are going to pull it out. I'm going Lions here. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I think uh, Lions. I, there's there's the potential for the letdown coming off off of the the upset of Green Bay, uh, but your your defense played phenomenal. Um, they held AJ Dillon. Now remember, I have AJ Dillon in fantasy, and I started him last week. Uh, but he had multiple opportunities inside the five, um, and they weren't able to punch it in. Dang. Think, I don't think the Bears line is any better than the the Packers, and so I I see the Lions defense, um, kind of doing what they did to the Packers last week. All right, uh, maybe containing Fields a little bit better. Um, so I'm going I'm going Lions here. All righty, all right, good pick. Um, next up, Minnesota Vikings versus the Buffalo Bills. Bills favored by three and a half points. Um, now. To note, I'm pretty I, – I think Case Keenum is probably going to start this week. Mm. I mean, Josh Allen's day-to-day. Um, so either we get a hurt Josh Allen or a healthy Case Keenum. Yeah. Um, either way, I'm going Vikings because with the Bills, what I'm seeing, they're 6-2 and two and their two losses – well, okay, not their two losses. The one loss came from uh, the Dolphins being the Dolphins. But – this past week, part of the reason they got upset by the Jets was I think Josh Allen didn't have the greatest game ever. And he is like the bulk of their team. If he is not playing well, they're not going to succeed. Right. Um, so I think if he's not healthy, I don't see that ending well. And if he's not playing as Case Keenum, I don't, that's going to be even worse. So I think the Vikings pull this out. And it's a Sunday afternoon game. Don't have to worry about uh, Kirk. Kirk's <laughs> gonna get Kirk's gonna get his Sunday sermon. Yeah, he's not gonna have to worry about the lights. So I think Kirk, we're gonna have a good showing from Kirk Cousins. I uh, I completely Vikings. agree. Skull Vikings. Yes, sir. Skull baby. But all right, uh, Giants and Texans. Uh, Giants favored by four and a half. <clears throat> what do you think? The Damian Pierce train. Has mm. been rolling all season. Amen. And I, I think it keeps rolling here. I think Davis Mills puts up uh, 226 yards and one touchdown. Dang. Okay. But I still think the Giants win. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you're picking Giants. Okay. I'm going Giants. Okay. Yeah, that was good. I'm going Giants as well. Dang. Giants are, here's, listen to this Giants are six and two. And they're third in the NFC East. Mm-hmm. That's that's so unfair. They, the Buccaneers are four and five in their first. That's that's bad. That's so sad. Uh, I'm going Giants here. Um, I love the Texans. I love Davis Mills. They're scrappy, but they're just not good. Um, <laughs> and that's just a reality. And the Giants, for some reason, have been pretty good. 
Um, Saquon Barkley is back to being the legendary player that we knew he could be. Daniel Jones is minimizing his mistakes. The defense under under Wink Martindale is playing better. So I think, yeah, I think Giants win this one. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, Chiefs-Jaguars. Chiefs are favored by nine and a half points. That is a massive spread. Uh, and even with that, oh man, like that's a tough spread to pick against, but the Chiefs have just been good. And, but did the Jaguars keep it close? I mean, it's also, it's at, it's in Kansas City. Yeah, I think I'm going to go Chiefs. I think you're going to cover it as much as, as, as bad of a bet that might be in terms of betting. I think Chiefs, I think Chiefs are going to cover. So, yeah. I yeah, I agree with that. I, yeah. Uh, that, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> I, okay. I wanted for the sake of for the sake of not agreeing, I wanted to yeah. <laughs> for the not agree, of... but it's it's the Chiefs versus the Jaguars. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, I agree. Yep. All right. Uh Raiders Colts. Raiders are favored by six points. This is the, the battle of the bottoms right here. Um, although you got Again, Colts are three, five, and one. Like it's funny because we're talking about man, do the Colts need to sell in the season? The Colts are second in the AFC South. Yeah. Um, and the Titans are good, but like they could, the Colts have like they're not. They could turn it around. It wouldn't take much. They could turn it around and they could make a push. So, which is sad to say, but possibility. Raiders don't have a chance. So, uh, but Raiders are favored by six. So, what are you thinking? Uh... Who's uh is is Jonathan Taylor still still injured or should uh, he be back? What? Let's see. I think I don't see him. Let me. I'm trying to find that. Says he's returned to practice ahead of Week Ten, so he should be back. Um. Yeah, this is questionable. I, w- I think he's playing, hoping to play. So, yeah, I, I am again. This may be the Broncos fan in me. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm going Colts here. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I think the Raiders still pull out the victory. I don't think, I don't think they cover the spread though. Um. Yeah, I, I just think that. The, the the Raiders have dim- I mean three 17 point leads squandered throughout the season that's that's so embarrassing from a professional football team yeah and and things happen but I think that that shows a lot about just the I think that tells a lot about just the mentality of the team yeah um, yep and I I think that they're gonna get especially if Jonathan Taylor is there I, I and Deion Jackson, um, I, I think there's there's an opportunity for the Colts just to pound the ball um, and kind of wear him down a little bit. Not saying Derek Carr doesn't, you know, play well and Devontae Adams go off again because um, he's, I mean, he's what almost 700 yards and seven touchdowns on the year. That's yeah. that's crazy for as much as he has not been talked about. Um, but still, I I go I I say Colts, yeah, Colts. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to go Colts as well. Um, and I think – is what I think is going to happen. I think 
Jeff Saturday is going to come in. They're going to he's going to lead them to a win. Everyone's going to be like, dude, Jeff Saturday is the greatest coach ever. And then next week it's going to come crashing back to earth. But I think this week it's going to look like Jeff Saturday is the greatest coach. Where has he been in the history of the NFL? Why has no one hired him yet? Um, and they're going to get a win. So I think that's going to happen this week. And then I'll, we'll see what everyone else is saying about it um, so far. All right, uh, Packers-Cowboys. Cowboys favored by five. And I think this is an easy pick of Cowboys for me because Packers could barely handle the Lions defense and the Cowboys defense is much better. So, Yes, I agree. And each each game, Dak looks more comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. that and Tony now, Pollard, dude. Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard, he's playing good. Zeke is Zeke. Take him out back. Take Zeke out back. It's time for the old, old yellow treatment for Zeke. Um, poor guy. But yeah, Tony, give it to Tony Pollard. I mean, if I if I had my way, Cooper Rush would be starting every week. But I guess Dak's okay. So yeah, you going Cowboys as well then? I'm going Cowboys as well. All right. Uh, Cardinals and Rams. Rams are favored by one and a half points. So at that rate, pretty much now it's just who do you think is going to win? Because that is a tiny spread. Yes. I I like the Cardinals here. Especially, okay. Uh, there's been some reports about Matt, Matt Stafford and concussion protocol. Oh, yeah. Very and true. I think that, that plays a big part of it. I don't even know who the Rams backup is. It, it might be John Wolford or – Oh, you're right. What, let, me, hold on, let me see what it says. Yeah, you're right. John Wolford. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going I'm going Cardinals. All right. Uh, yeah. Healthy, I, uh, healthy starting quarterback over a backup quarterback. Yeah, I agree. I think uh I yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you on that. I, I don't John Wolford, I would love to see him pop off and that'd be cool, but uh, he doesn't give me much success or much hope. So I think Cardinals. And I still think Cliff Kingsbury's a bad coach and I think he's gonna get fired, but I think yeah. they'll get a win this week. Um, yeah, I I think they need to fire him. I think they need to, yeah, move on. I mean, I think Kyler's okay. I think at some point Kyler's just going to choose to go play uh, eSports instead because you have to do a lot less work and can play video games. So yeah. um, we'll see. But all right, Sunday Night Football, uh, Niners and Chargers. Niners favored by seven points. That's wild. Mm. Um, who do you think? You go first this time. I'm going. I think I'm going to go Chargers. Um, I like the Niners. The Niners have played well. Um, I mean they're four and four. Uh, Jimmy G's played like Jimmy G does. Christian McCaffrey obviously gives them an edge. Um, but I think I'm going to go Chargers here because I think that's a big spread. And when the Chargers play well, they're. I mean Austin Eckler can be unstoppable. At the, when he's playing at the top of his game, Justin Herbert is an insane passer. Um, and yeah, they don't have a, the greatest targets he's thrown to, but I think they can, I think they can figure it out. And yeah, I, I think I'm going to go Chargers here. Um, I think it'll come down to whose defense uh, shows up. So what about you? I agree. I, I, I can, I want to go 49ers here. Um, okay. I think the, the 49ers defense is just they are they are playing phenomenal. Um, um, I'm seeing their their first in total yards against, sixth in points against per game, uh, with other opposing teams averaging 
points per game against them. Eighth in passing yards um, with just just under 200 passing yards allowed per game. And then first in rushing yards, 6.6. Mm-hmm. Um, they've also sacked opposing quarterbacks 26 times. Um, yeah, they, they got beat up in Kansas City a little bit ago and then um, turned around and, and beat up. Uh, the Rams pretty good, and so I, I I'm riding the the 49ers defense here. All right. Uh, yep. Yeah, I, I can. That's a solid pick. I mean, I disagree, but very solid. <laughs> pick. Um, finally, Monday Night Football, we have the Commanders taking on the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles are favored by 11 points. Wild. That is a big spread. That is um, a big spread. I am going to take the Washington Commanders because, one, that's a very big spread, so I think they can cover. Two, I think the Commanders are spunky, and I like Taylor Heineke. He, I, I mean, he's 2-1 and one, um, as the leader of the Commanders right now. Um, I mean, they're, four, they're last NFCs, but I'm pretty sure he's 2-1, and one, if I remember correctly. They lost to the Vikings, but he beat the Colts, and he beat the Packers. Yeah. So, and he led two game. He led some game winning drives. Like he, I think I. Well, I don't think Carson Wentz is going to start for them again. I think you at this point you need to let Taylor Heineke keep it up. And I think this is one of those games where the Eagles, who are first, go in there and it's like this should be a walk in the park. It's on uh, prime time, and I think the Commanders could play spoiler and beat them, and which would be insane. And I would love for that to happen. Um, but either way, I'm going Commanders. Uh, I think they cover the spread, but I think they could win it. I think they could do it. So, let's see, yeah. what about you? What do yeah, you think? I, 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 I want to continue to ride that hot hand of Jalen Hurts and that that Eagles team. Um, really offensive and defensively, they're they're yeah. playing phenomenally. Um, they do have an easier schedule, um, so it seems. Um, but but still, playing very well against teams like Dallas. Um, 11 points. That's that's quite a bit of points though. Uh Yeah, I'm going to go Eagles. I'm All right. Just for the sake of um saying that you're going to be wrong. Okay. <laughs> nice. Come on here and insult me. That's a great way to get back on the podcast. <laughs> but sweet. Well, those are our picks. For week uh, week ten of the NFL season, we'll see how we do. Uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll check it out. We'll uh, we'll add your record to Zach's record. So, um, however you do that, will add to Zach. We'll see if maybe I can catch up on him this week. Um, but yeah, I think that's that brings us to the end of today's episode. Um, like I said, you've been listening to Red Zone Coffee Talk, Zach. Thanks for filling in for Zach uh, this week. Any last words out there for uh, for any for any listeners? Uh, Red Zone Coffee Talk Country. Let's ride. Amen. Let's ride. All right. Well, we will see you next week. Bye bye.